It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Everybody's saying there's no content out there. They're just not looking. It's right here every day for your Auburn Tigers goodness. I'm Zach Blackerby. In just a moment, we will hear from Ben Taylor of Wings 94.3. And of course, you all know Michael Pappas extremely well. Today's conversation hovers around uh, what we did on Friday. It's part two, hence the title of the best Auburn teams of all time. Already got some good feedback from Friday's show, and we will have more feedback today, I'm sure. We love it. We love it. There's a few ways to do that. And there's, uh, there's some things that we are asking for from you guys, from you guys uh, as far as content throughout the week and throughout the offseason. 205-502-4285 is how you can call the show or you can text us. Once again, that is 205-502-4285. Also, um, you can tweet at us at Locked on Auburn or find us on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to start doing some broadcasts from the Instagram page as well. We're looking forward to growing that. So that'll be, um, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. So different ways to reach out to us. Also, I need to get better at checking the email, lockedonauburn at gmail.com. All right, gents, we're back at it. Number five, the top five Auburn teams of all time. All sports, not just football, all sports. Uh, Michael, you're doing odds first. So you go, uh, you go five. Who's your number five? I have this season's basketball team, okay. uh, one of the best regular seasons in school history. Um, they've got Samir Dowdy go first team All SEC, uh, like you said, Zach. Probably going to have, or like you said on Friday, probably right. going to have a lottery pick in uh, Isaac Okoro, a guy who you know ha- has been projected up in the top three. Um, uh, the the way this team was able to battle and win close games this season uh, and gut it out. Uh, and finished second place in the league, which um, you know is no small feat at all. Uh, I think they only lost what five games during the regular season. Then up twenty five and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a special team for sure. And like I said, when, when I brought it up on my list, I had them at nine. Um, and the reason I had them at nine is just because we don't know how the season ended. And I think that's going to be interesting because they're going to be remembered as a team. It's like, oh, what could have been? What could have been mm-hmm. with this team? Like, we have no idea. Uh, and it really seemed like they kind of had figured some stuff out. Um, you mentioned a team uh, earlier that you thought was going to age really well. I think you were talking about 2017 football. Yeah. Uh, and this is a team that I feel the same way about. I mean, sure. this is we're talking about guys like Devin Cambridge, who um, Bruce Pearl has said repeatedly that he thinks is going to be the best member of this freshman class that they just brought in. Uh, and then other guys like Turbo Jones and, and Bam Akim- not Bam Akim- uh Stretch Akimbola, who Ooh. you know haven't really played yet, but are still on the team. And it's you know three or four years from now, we could be like, oh, those are some That's some of the best point. players in Auburn history. So um, I actually was tempted to put them above last year's basketball team um, because you know if you cut the seasons off, both seasons off, right where this season was cut off. You know, I think you could very easily make the argument that this year's team was better. Um, they actually had a guy named to an All SEC team. Yeah, um, they had a better record. Uh, but when you know, when you factor in the postseason, I felt like last year's team mm-hmm. deserved to be higher. Sure. 
Uh, my number five is 2013 Auburn football. I think some people are going to be surprised that they're uh, they're five and not and not higher. But you look at this team. I mean, I, there are very few teams in Auburn sports history that brought a, a, a campus together the way that that 2013 team did. I think you can, uh, and this is the reason that they're not higher. This is how it ended. But as far as kind of defying all odds and finding ways to beat two really good teams at the end of the season, and as far as the way that they did it, you know, all the drama kind of tied up in there, and then them ultimately winning an SEC championship, and then being a few seconds away from a national championship, and that was kind of the new era of Gus Malzahn, and it kind of set the tone for the you know the next era of Auburn football. Um, that's why I have 2013 Auburn football at number five. I. Um, they're a little higher on my list. Yeah. So we'll take that in a moment. Sure. Oh, man. Because uh, I like both. The only reason that I think that the basketball team should be a little bit lower is statistically. I mean, they found ways to win. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but defensively, great. Uh, but statistically, they just were a very frustrating team to watch. Uh, so I'd probably go with Zach on this one just because of the uh, the 2013 football team and what it, um, as you said, what it, the iconic moments that came with it as well. Um, it's huge. So I'd, I'd um, although I would have them probably a little bit higher, but still, I'd, I'd go with Zach on this one. I take the lead for those keeping uh, keeping track at home. We will continue our countdown toward our top. Auburn team of all time next right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Before we move on, really want to encourage folks to reach out to us, uh, preferably through the voicemail, 205-502-4285, and tell us your stories about the rain game. Thursday's show will be a throwback Thursday, and we want to have different folks' stories as we talk about the rain game. So be sure to watch that game before you listen to Thursday's show if you want to kind of get the most enjoyment out of it. Um, but yeah, we're really, really excited about that. All right, Michael, who's your number four Auburn team of all time? Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh 2013 football here okay um off the top of my head i can think of one player from this team who's still playing professional football and i think it's cj uzoma and i think he was a freshman on that team okay maybe it's uh and so that's why they're not higher on my list um it just the team was incredibly fun to watch. Like you said, Zach, I mean, I, I agree with everything that you said. The reason they're below um, two other football teams for me is because I think uh, the other two just had more success after Auburn, really. I mean, that's when it comes down to when you're you, uh, you're pulling straws here, you know? Sure. So. My number four is the 2016 Auburn softball team. First SEC tournament was went in 2015, so, I mean, it was – it was all those same girls pretty much coming back. Um, I mean, Emily Carasoni, Tiffany Howard, Carly Wallace, Carlson, Martin. I mean, that was um, those girls were fun to watch. Casey Cooper. Yeah, Casey Cooper, absolutely. I mean, those girls were just 
I mean, it, it changed um, it changed the culture around of a around a program. I mean, they literally added uh, I think it was eight hundred and twenty one seats to Jane B. Moore Field, so mm-hmm. people could get more they could get more bodies in to watch these girls. I mean, you don't hear about that a whole lot. We're like, oh my gosh, the demand is so much. We need to add to the stadium. I mean, so and you had to pay to get in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they changed they changed the expectation and what was expected for uh for for a program. So. I think that is um, that is why they are number four for me, and I mean th- those girls went to the the College World Series and ended up losing to Florida uh, in 2016. But yeah, that is why uh, that's why I've got them there. I'll go with Zach here. <laughs> Michael can't stand it. The reason being is because they were must watch television for me. And when, especially when it got tournament time, was the time. football team not must watch television for you? You know, no. I mean. It, 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 you know, because that's that's every Saturday, so you can kind of block out time. That's not something like with with softball. That was one of those things. I mean, when they're playing three games uh, all weekend, when they're playing a series of three games, and then when they get into tournament play and they're playing at nine o'clock in the morning, I mean, you're taking off work to go watch them play. Mm-hmm. And and so and at one point in time, I actually did play-by-play softball. So I got to see some really bad teams uh, as far as Auburn was concerned and being able to watch these. And as I mentioned just a minute ago, paying to get in, it was free to go to Auburn softball when I was doing play-by-play. And it still, they wouldn't have more than 100 people there at one time, even when they were winning and they were hot. So the yeah, fact I mean, you that had people I, fighting over season tickets. Yeah, yeah you had people fighting over season. You had people scalping tickets outside the stadium. So the fact that you had to pay... They were paying was, like 80 bucks to get into a it softball was a game. Much, it, was, it was a must-see event even when they were playing Alabama A&M at home at yep. J.B. Moore Field. I know. One of my... 2013, one of my if, so Auburn's play, if Auburn's playing Furman, they're not selling out the stadium. One of my biggest regrets is not going to one of those softball games. Oh, well, then you agree with me. Then Zach should be cool. ahead of you. Thank you for giving me the point, Michael. <laughs> no, I appreciate I, that. No, I'm just... <laughs> I struggle... Whatever. It's a lot. Go for it. Oh, it's me. I think our top... uh, I think it's me. Yeah, it's It's me. It is you. We're on an odd... I I bet our top three are the same three teams. I'm curious if the order is the same. We'll continue our countdown next right here on Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, before we jump ahead in our list, want to encourage you guys to tune in to tomorrow's show. It will feature a conversation with former Auburn wide receiver Courtney Taylor. Uh, number three, I've got 2010 football. They're not the same order. Okay, cool. Um. <laughs> We talk about, not we, whatever. People talk about, people write articles a lot about how uh, Auburn football's 2010 team is like the great outlier of college football championship teams, uh, teams that have won in the modern era. Um, They didn't have an elite offense, they didn't have an elite defense. Um, What they had was Cam Newton, a freak, and Nick Fairley, a freak, and that was good enough. they they were a very very good team. They were obviously the best team in the league that year. Um, I don't think they were 
a top two team in Auburn athletics history. I think you are being very disrespectful to that senior-laden offensive line. That's probably true. That was a very senior-led team. I mean, you know, Darvin Adams is a guy that a lot of people that go through Auburn, they, they still talk about him. You know, we talked about him yesterday in our conversation when we recorded it, according to Taylor, it'll air later this week. But that's, uh, I mean, it's just guys like that. Terrell Zachary was a great college football player. Um, I mean, Philip Lutzenkirk, and I mean, Auburn fans will always love him. I, I mean, that was a team. That was a dude. No, now, I, now, were the greatness of some of those guys influenced by Cam? Sure. But, I mean, to say it was just two guys, I think is very disrespectful. Okay, I apologize. Sweet. I was, I was not trying to be disrespectful. I just, th- this was not a team like the LSU team that just won the title where you've got, you know, Bolitnikoff winners and top 10 picks. and We got top, dudes on both sides of the... Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I this you. was... Uh, I, I apologize. I did not mean to disrespect all the other guys. I in, mean, in your defense, you did say people say. You didn't say that you said. Sure. Oh, yeah. Tr- thank you. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> say that, Zach. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying. I said other people. I'm saying, you know, when you talk about team from top to bottom, I mean, that team was a very good... It was just college football players. It wasn't, it wasn't NFL prospects, you know? Um, which is unusual. I mean, you say it was an outlier. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. My number three is 2018 basketball team. Obviously, the Final Four. Uh, that group of guys, they changed Auburn basketball culture for the foreseeable future. And, uh, I mean, first first round pick with Chuma in a long time. Three NBA guys. I assume this will be either two or one on your list, Michael. But I have them at three because I, th- I think two football seasons are a little bit more important as far as what they did for the program as a whole. So that's why I have the best uh, non-football year or the best non-football team in Auburn history at three, because that's as high as I can put them. Yes. Uh, I'll ask it next time. Never okay, mind. Okay, cool. Uh, Michael, you're not going to like this. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Zach on this as far as where he's got it ranked, because I would actually have that team. I'm kind of like you. I would have that team ranked lower. I would have the Cam Newton team ranked lower, lower in 2010. Okay, so I would just like this known – I automatically win the next one. Uh, probably, yeah. Probably. Just, everyone... Probably because I, I, I kind of know where... You're saying 20 should be lower? Yes. Okay, yeah. Then you should win the next yes. one. Then. Yeah, because uh, I've got... I, I assume it's basketball. I've got the basketball team. Okay. You've yes. got 2010 football. 2010, yeah. Yes. Okay. My question that I was going to ask you, Zach, is you said that you think that 2010 football like did more for the program or whatever yeah what did they do for the program 2010 yeah i think it proved to people that auburn could win a national championship okay they need lightning to strike but 2013 doesn't happen if 2010 doesn't happen I agree with that. I agree, I agree that it was a big recruiting coup. I think people are more excited about Auburn football now because they know if lightning strikes, they can win a national championship. I think for the years before that, I mean, even even when you know we talk about the 04 season and how great that was, Auburn got screwed. You talk about 93, Auburn got screwed. They're on probation. It's just unlucky. But and it's like, okay, even when they have you know some of the greatest years in history, something else would happen. And then 2010 rolls around, and it's like, Oh, we can do this. We can win it. And so then I think you have all this thing like, okay, in 2013, when you lose to LSU, it's like, dang it. Well, maybe maybe we're not out of this. Maybe we're not out of this because the guy leading this team was a big part of of, the offense that, that led Cam Newton to win a national championship a few years ago. And they got there. They got so close. 
And so I think then that same guy almost did it four years later when they had a great situation in 17 to go and then just injuries caught up with them. So I think 2010 changed how we look at Auburn football because it proved it is possible for little old Auburn to win a national championship. At the beginning of that answer, I was like, I don't like that answer, but by the end, I was all on board. So Sweet. <laughs> so that is my um, number two, it's led, to, it's led to stadium improvements. Uh, for, yeah, but I, th- think about all the recruits that come in. They yeah. talk about Cam. All the recruits that Auburn has right now, they talked about watching Cam Newton growing up. I, I agree. I agree. But I, I don't, I mean. And I, Ben, that is why I think they're number two. That is why I think the 2010 Auburn football team is number two, and I don't think it should be lower. Uh, I think and you that, make a great point. Thank you. We just disagree. That's fair. I think that every single <laughs> I'm I think every single argument that Zach just made applies double for a Final Four team in Auburn basketball. We don't know yet. To be fair, it should. In theory, it should. I've already told I mean, you, you. We've already you. you I know. Get, you get the nod on number two, <laughs> but you don't. You don't have to defend it. You're but saying re- it should, but relevance for football matters so much more than relevance of basketball. That's true, but it's. Uh, the reason I asked you the question was because two years after the 2010 team happened, they went three and nine, and so it was like, I mean, you could argue 2013 still doesn't happen if so. Auburn goes three and nine, and what do they do? What do they do? They go get the coach. I, I understand. Yeah, they went and got Gus because of what he did go, in 2010. If they go six and six or eight and four in 2012, like none of this happens the last six years. I mean, just saying. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know about that. Six and six, I think Chizik would have gotten fired. Okay. Do you, Ben? Yeah, I think he was. So, I mean, he was I think, start, I think he, he the product, lost control. Lost control. I think the product on the field, there were rumors that uh, swirled around about some off-the-field issues, uh, had some uh, character issues with some players that uh, was not being seen about by the, the staff. Um, I don't want to put that on Chizik as much, as, but it always falls on the head coach. Right. But uh, there just were things that took place that I, I honestly think that he lost the program. Yeah. All right, my number one. I assume it's the same as you, 2004, Auburn football? Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, just from top to bottom, I mean, this team was crazy. At the time of us recording this, we talked to Courtney Taylor yesterday, and we uh, and that'll air later this week, like I said. But, I mean, just going through all the guys that played on this team, it's crazy. Four first-round picks. You had uh, Carnell, you had Ronnie, Carlos Rogers, Jason Campbell. Five future Pro Bowlers with Marcus McNeil, Ben Grubbs, uh, Ronnie, Rogers. Uh, Jay Ratliff. Uh, I mean, it's just a stupidly loaded team. It's crazy. Also, yeah, I mean, they had must see television four, during yeah. that year. They had four guys go in the uh, top seventeen picks in the draft. Sounds right, man. I think that's right. Yeah. Can you imagine two running backs going top ten in the draft from the same team? Now that was yeah. Now no. Uh, that Can was you imagine? And, and honestly, if Carnell had not. In, gotten a little hurt and and I think I've talked about that with you guys before with Ronnie uh, having a big bowl game against Penn State Uh, I think he jumped high on people's draft boards because no one he had a great game he was player of the game in that in that bowl as well outback bowl uh, against Penn State Mm -hmm. so uh, I think that was when people were kind of like wait a minute they actually got two dudes in the backfield (laughs) that are pretty good oh and that Jay Jacobs guy was okay yeah yeah so it's yeah that was another one Brandon Brandon Jacobs Brandon not Jay Jacobs um, I like Jay Jacobs too. I know a lot of people don't, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brandon Jacobs, who uh, who you know wanted to get away because he just knew he wasn't going to get a shot. That's bad when you know you're not going to get a shot when you're him, and then he ends up getting drafted and he get, and has a Super great Bowls, career yeah. in the you know in the NFL. So I guess it's another push, right? Yeah, it was a push. So no, got to be I a think, push. I think that one's me, right? 
You can have it. I still win. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that's a push, I win 5-3. If we give the point to Michael, it's 5-4. So. Okay. All right. Sweet. Win's a win. Ben, where can people find you and hear you, buddy? Uh, Wings 94.3, doing mornings. We don't do a lot of sports. We do a lot of classic hits. <laughs> you need to play something new <laughs> we, every now and but then. But we will discuss sports every now and then, especially sure. on Hot Topics. And, of course, you can find uh, personal Twitter, AU7AUSE, the number 7EN. Perfect. Michael Pappas? <sighs> a package just got dropped off for me. I'm freaking out. Sweet. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. <laughs> He's all over the place. Follow He's me such on Twitter. ADD kid. Yeah, I love it. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.